Hello and welcome to D-Loop, a Melbourne Demons fan podcast. I'm Kira, and I'm joined as always by a fan with little faith, Nita Rao. <laughs> Nita, you stormed out of the room after Mark Murphy kicked a goal in the last quarter. I did not storm. You stormed out. I did not storm. I, I'll tell you what I did. I instructed you to put headphones in because I didn't want to listen <laughs> to the noise. And you turned away from our I boys turned away at that time of And need. I nearly like shoved the laptop like down. We're only down by 10 points with 15 minutes to I go. I know, but it just felt ominous. Yeah, it little felt so ominous. I know. This is a new Melbourne. We support a resilient team now that doesn't we just do. collapse under pressure. It's true. Do you know why? It's funny because it, it was the type of game where a few years ago we would have just absolutely collapsed. A few years ago. Like last, last year. year. Like okay, fine. I 10 rounds ago. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. So last year when we had finals on the line, yeah. it's the type of game that we would have capitulated in. But it was, it was amazing. It was an amazing, amazing win. It's just a really gritty win. And I yeah, feel like this was. is a really underrated win. Yeah, because I Because we, so. we had... In fairness, both of us had no faith in us being able to win without Jones, Viney, and Tyson. Well, it's not just that. I mean, it's it's the fact that it's Jones, Viney, and Tyson, and it's the fact that you're putting people into the midfield who probably haven't really played much all year, right. expecting them to perform a similar role to what Jones, Viney, and Tyson have been playing. And and not only that, we're missing Watts in the forward line. Right. Um, and it's just – and, and Salem and, in the back line, and we're just – And also Gorn and Hogan clearly aren't – Anywhere near top form. Completely. No, not at all. And nor should they be, right? They've been out of the game for so long. Nor should they be, but it'll take them quite a few weeks. 100%. 100%. So it really was a hollow shell of oh, a team. Oh, completely. And everyone's questioning the club and everyone's questioning whether or not there's disciplinary issues, us included. Yeah. You know, it was a real it was a real type of game where I think it really demonstrated great character, as Christian Petrarca said. I'd say if it wasn't for Carlton losing two players at halftime, yeah, I'd was... say it is close to our best win of the year, just in terms of how decimated our team was Completely. in the most important positions. But I mean, when Crooks went out I know. and then White out, I mean, we probably, we probably should have oh, won Oh, 100%. From there. We only just won, right? And we Despite only just that. won. Carlton I mean, played very well. They played really well. I thought Murphy destroyed us. Yeah. Um, if Gibbs had a good game, we would have lost. Simple oh, as that, I think. undoubtedly. I mean, Cruiser really did beat Gorn around the ground. Cruiser killed him, yeah. Um, it was, it was, yeah, it was absolutely, I mean, we didn't play very, but, but maybe that's the thing that was so impressive about the mm. win, which is that we didn't play well. No. We played well for like, we played sort of consistently well, maybe for like half a quarter really. Right. And that was about it. But yeah. we still were able to grind out a win and that's what really good teams do, right? Not every single week is their week where they're absolutely demolishing the opposition and, you know, doing everything they want to do. Right. But it's about being able to just sort of grind them out and even also, when the tide's against you. To some extent, it was just some clinical skill. Yeah, from it was. Some kind of unlikely sources like Tom McDonald. Oh. I mean, that's what teams I feel used to do to us. You know, you'll have one player just be Absolutely very precise, destroy kick, us. kick four or five goals. But even earlier in the season, right? I mean, Tomahawk just annihilated mm. us. You know, he kicked like four goals. Right, in a game Geelong clearly shouldn't have won. hundred percent. We just kicked so many points and the Tomahawk was so precise. And so maybe we were that team for once. Right, right. It was great. I mean, I can't remember a better run of form as in over, what, four or five weeks now for a Melbourne forward since David Neitz. I'm going to put it out there. He is. Just in terms of week after week. I mean, Hogan's had some great games, but f- across this patch, he's been incredible. Isn't it amazing how good a set shot he is? Yeah. He is probably. You'd want him kicking for your life. Uh, well, I'd, well, I don't know if I'd want him kicking for my life. But yeah, I mean, it's how high you value your right, life, right? Exactly. Not as high as you value my <laughs> life, clearly. Um, but do you know what? It's in terms of our team, and I'm interested in the listeners' thoughts on this. Who would you want to be the people who are kicking your li- for your life in our team? I still think I'd want Watts to be number one. Watts number one? Yeah, I still think not Watts number one. And I probably still think Salem number two because I think he's just such an incredibly precise kick. 
And then probably number three, Tom McDonald at this stage. See, for me, if it was last quarter, um, clutch. you know, final clutch, you want Jordan Lewis. Because yeah. even if he plays like utter garbage and misses target after target the first three quarters, He'll he will kick that goal. It. Yeah, he will quarter. kick that goal. That's true. Uh, and I'm not yet sure that Watts will do that. He has in the last year or so. Oh, I've, I'm, I've, we, on this podcast, Kieran, only like a few weeks ago, we discussed how Watts is clutch. I know, but he's never played a final. I just think in that crucial moment, you want Jordan Lewis there. He's just the kind of bloke who wouldn't miss. Okay, tell us what you guys think. Jordan Lewis or Jack Watts, who do you want kicking for your life? Right. Um, Maybe another candidate is milkshakes. You're loving milkshakes. (laughs) Because I tell you what, clutch milkshakes once again. (laughs) I feel like we've had so many wins recently where milkshakes... You're those milkshakes. (laughs) Where milkshakes just pull something something out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, we used to say this about um, Tommy Bug. Okay, we said it once about Tommy Bug, which was after the Hawthorne game last year. Not just after the Hawthorne game. He had a few games where he just kicked crucial goals. Did he really? Despite playing terribly for the rest of the game. Yeah, absolutely. And Milkshakes Milkshakes. was very, very mediocre, but then bobbed up with the sealer. Yeah, it was was never in doubt. It was fantastic. Yeah. Good on him. Go Milkshakes. I know, and he's got really funny goal celebrations. (laughs) Do you think he's just He looks more shocked than anyone. (laughs) It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) So, Nitz, my kind of nagging question after this win, though, despite being really happy with it, is can we hold this ship together for another five or six weeks till we're actually back to full strength. Because I feel like we just need to scrape as many wins together before we get our full strength. They will be scraps. Like, they're not going to be amazing, beautiful plays, I don't think. And I don't think we should expect that. They're just going to be grinding it out with, you know, Neil Bullen in the middle, Harms in the middle, Mm. whoever else can possibly go into the middle. I mean, Christian Petrarca was in the middle, and he did a pretty good job. He did really well, yeah. He did really, really well, actually. Um, But but that's just going to have to be how it is. This is not going to be an exciting or you know, wonderful spectacle, I don't think, for the next few weeks. It's just going to be a scrap. Right. We just need to cobble together as much as we can. 100%. Um, and so far, players have lifted well. But yeah. it's one thing beating a Carlton side, That's which had like two men two short. people down, exactly. And, frank- was it? I mean, and frankly, they should have killed us in the first half if they were switched on. Honestly, even in the final quarter, they should have killed us. I mean, if Casbolt kicks that goal, we right. are toast. Right. You know, and there's this amazing, we were re-watching Please don't mark us. We were, well, actually, mark us fairly, fairly for this. But we were watching part of the last quarter, re-watching part of the last quarter, and there's this hysterical, like, calamity of errors from Carlton mm. where we're in the goal square, in their goal square, and I don't know how they didn't get a goal out of it. It was remarkable. It was yeah. ridiculous. Like, yeah. it, it made absolutely no sense. But somehow, like, Hibbert ended up getting the kick out, and it was, like, that should have just been a certain goal, and if yeah. the team was slightly more polished or a bit more composed, like, they would have just annihilated us. So it really wasn't that great a victory at all. Things went our way, although I felt like they had some pretty outrageous umpiring decisions. Oh, here we go, the, Kieran. Always with the umpires. I actually am not always with the umpires, but that Neil Bullen call in I the first few minutes was, was ridiculous. I thought that was Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the point is, we're scrapping together a win over a pretty mediocre team with half their team, uh, you know, half their interchange But out. their midfield is still pretty good. I mean... I... Right. No, no, I'm not discounting the win. I'm saying <clears throat> we're clearly just trying to scrap it together. Completely. And we do, I think, have a little bit of a problem with some of these young, kind of high-jumping tall forwards. So I'm thinking back to the Hawthorne game. Yeah. Where players like Tim O'Brien... Annihilated us. Killed us. Yeah. And, and, and Charlie Kerner this week was a little bit like that. I think the weakness in that team is Austin McDonald has developed quite a lot. I mean, he wasn't great this week, but in general, he's been pretty solid. Yeah. But he does struggle with those players, understandably. They're hard yeah. to match up on. And I feel like we do get exposed. 
Oh, completely. I mean, complete. I mean, Charlie Kerner won the Nap Rising Star this week, right? You know, because he was just marking everything. Really, it's just the number of marks, and the ease, right? It's the ease with and the Chas Bolt had converted a bit more. Yeah, we could have been in trouble. One hundred percent. So, I mean, against North Melbourne, we struggle with the big marking. We started forwards. with Ben Brown, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, every team finds a part against good marking forwards. No, but, but these I feel are like kids. We, like, I feel like we get exposed like, by kids. I one hundred percent agree. I mean, this is what the article. I think Gary Lyon wrote an article about sort of would talk was talking about this on SEN about mm. how Melbourne's biggest weakness is just a big key defender who's like a bear who can handle the big blokes really in the in the back in the back line. So I mean the Jake Lever project has to be right has to be a priority. Jeez, he looks so good he on the weekend. He looks so good on the weekend. And what did you think of his Almost comments? like he was sending us a message. I don't think he was sending us a message, <laughs> Kieran. I think he was sending like <laughs> The competition message. Right. Pay me more. Um, paycheck message. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. What did you think of him? Ah, I mean, he just looked incredible. Isn't he's he so insane? composed. Isn't he, he's an amazing kick. He sh- I think Melbourne was very interested in him in the draft. We were. We are going to take him at one of our earlier picks. Yeah. But he had that broken leg. Oh, he got an ACL. Was it an ACL? He had an ACL. Um, and before that, he was seen as a top three pick. Yeah, he was. Um, I don't know. I'd love to get him. But I mean, I could imagine the dogs throwing everything at him and they need him more than we do well what did you think about his comments though i mean he sort of he was on sort of adelaide radio talking about how um you know if there's a decision that needs to be made he wasn't sure he wanted to make it before finals so he's maybe left the door ajar for a return i think that's pretty standard i know i agree maybe i'm reading rose tinted glasses completely i'm just like come here please please i mean who knows my weird voice who, who, (laughs) who knows who knows where he's gonna go but i mean we'd love to get him but i'm not that worried i mean I still think our current defenders are pretty solid and they'll keep developing, but... He geez, would just be. He would, he would we be would, the icing on the cake. Completely. Yeah. Completely. He's an amazing, amazing kick and an amazing mark. It's... Yeah. But Neats, turning to the other side of the ground, one thing that did did concern me a little bit is our forward structure. Right. Uh, um, and it seemed to me that we were a little bit top-heavy when we had um, Hogan... Uh, McDonald and Pedersen all playing forward. Right. And we looked a bit better, I think, when Hogan started playing up in the midfield a completely, little bit more. Completely, completely. I agree with that. So I think when he's a bit close to the ball, that's good. But then when Watts comes back... I don't know what happens to Pedro. And I know this is like this is like a dagger to your heart. It's not allowed, that kind of conversation. I don't even podcast. know if I can like raise this issue with you. No, no, no. It's too sensitive Are a topic. Are you going to storm out of this apartment? <laughs> no. Pedro, Pedro will go to the back line. He's never really been will a backman. He? But he will find a way... Find a way, Willie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't look very convincing in the back line. <laughs> I don't know what we do. We just have to make room for him. Maybe we put Watts on the wing and just leave Pedro to roam up forward. Look, the point of this team is to make sure Pedro plays Why don't we just leave? <laughs> this is the most absurd thing I've ever heard. And give him a contract, for God's sakes. What's the guy meant to do? Why don't we just leave Petrarca out of the team so like, <laughs> Pedro can pay in his position? For I'm just really worried that Pedro will have this bad turn of form just when they're deciding whether to give him a new contract. Oh, Kieran, they'll give him a new contract. Okay. I don't know. I'm a little bit worried because a forward line with Tom McDonald, Hogan, Watts, Watts and Pedersen. It's can't too work. much. That's, it's that's not going to work. But the problem is, is you really can't move Tom McDonald. He's our most no. reliable forward at the moment. He's marking everything. You can't move Tom McDonald. I mean, Jesse's going to take a few weeks. I mean, 100%. But you've got to persist. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's going to take some time. I'm and happy with fine. him playing on the wing a bit. But, but uh, also, just get, let him let him sort of just have fun, you know? Right. Like, let him just sort of just chill out and not worry about, right. you know, how well he's performing. He just needs to have a bit of a break, the poor guy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, it's a very top-heavy forward line. And it we did look a lot better, I think, when we switched it up. Um, I mean, he took quicker. one really good mark in the forward line. He did. He did. He, he wasn't, like, a t- 
terrible. But you looked at him and you compared him to how he looked in the St Kilda game. Yeah. It was like chalk and cheese, an obvious, obvious reason for that. But clearly this isn't going to be the year, I don't think, for Hogan to dominate. He's going to just... Oh, sorry. I was talking about Pedersen, but you're talking about Hogan. Uh, yeah, well, yes, yes. Very different seasons. Very uh, different seasons, yeah. Um, okay, so the consensus is that Pedersen will, is not in trouble and will be picked every week. <laughs> the consensus is that if it was Kieran who was doing the selections, <laughs> Pedersen would be the number one person selected every single week. Um, but on to another Pedersen type, the, oh God, the famous Rowan Bale Award. I was wondering what your segue was going to be this week, actually. <laughs> the famous Rowan Bale Award for the most underrated performance. Um, so, Neitz, there's been some talk about Neville Jetta as the most underrated How, defender in the competition. Can we discuss this? How good is Neville Jetta? Oh, he's amazing. How good is he? And he's been doing it for years. I was looking at some of the stats. I mean, his stats have been similar to, like, Dane Brampy's. Like, as in, he is just amazing. He's incredible. Clutch moments. And that last minute. I mean, obviously it is incredible the way he, he, he won both contests in the last minute of the game to save us the game. What I thought was particularly impressive is he did it against Kate Simpson. Yeah. It wasn't like one of these like 15-year-old blues kids no, that no, has no, no talent. It was it's, actually... Kate a, Simpson's a gun. He's a gun, yeah. And he just beat him straight it up. He was incredible. stronger. He's yeah. amazing. He just very rarely lose one on one, loses one-on-one contests. And yeah. he's just the most reliable... He's probably our most reliable player. Right. I actually would go so far Most as to consistent say, player, yeah. for the past three years since Ruzi came in and kind of, you know, and kudos mm. to Ruzi as well, right? I mean, he was kind of on the scrap heap before then. Yeah, absolutely. But he, but, you know, ever since Ruzi came in, he probably is, he might as well actually, he might very well be our number one person picked every single week. In terms of consistency of output, no doubt. I mean, is he our best defender? I would say so, yeah. Better I would than, say than so. Hibbert? Oh, actually, that's probably a bit of a... That's true. I mean, up until... As a one-on-one defender, I'd argue maybe he's better than him. Yeah, I'd probably say that as well. Yeah, Hibbert's probably... But in terms of impact, yeah, Yeah. definitely. Definitely. But he is an absolute star. He is unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. And hopefully he will finally get the accolades he deserves this year. Right, right. Although this week's going to be huge. He's always done pretty well against Eddie. This is going to be very interesting. He does so well against small forwards. Yeah. Yeah. He does so well against... Like, but this is the test. If he beats Eddie this week, yeah. you'd have to say he's All-Australian. Completely. I mean, who's going to beat him out for that? I don't way? know. I don't even know who the other sort of premier small defenders are in the competition. Whatever, they're days. irrelevant. It's yeah, never they're, they're all useless. Okay, good. Okay, but a, I'm glad a, we've... <laughs> but to cut that short, a possible All-Australian is clearly not the winner of the Rowan Bale Award. Kieran. The Rowan Bale Award this week... You know week, he was like delisted at one stage and re-rookied? Isn't that sort of in the spirit of the Rowan Bale Award? What Rowan Bale could have been was deprived of. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's <laughs> Cut the, short in his prime. That's the story, really. He was prevented from being very rocky. But I think this week, it's really a battle between the nibbler, Neil Bowen. How good? I love the nibbler. He was good. I was also, a bit sceptical after he gave away that free kick in the first five seconds. Oh, yeah, but, I wasn't happy about that. But I don't think that was his fault. But question for you, is this nibbler's best game, sort of best game for the club? I think his best game was actually round one this year when he was the inaugural winner of the Rowan Bale Award. I think he had 30 disposals. He might have kicked a goal or two as well. He kicked two goals, actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, but he kicked two goals. No. Yeah, he kicked two goals. This week. This week. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Yeah. No, he did very well. Um, He did very well. And he's shown he's got more talents than just falling out of bins or... Bins? That's something. He's the club joker. He, like, jumps out of bins and surprises people. That's part of his shtick. How do you know about this? When you read, watch Melbourne Football Club's uh, website closely enough. That is not a Melbourne Football Club's website. <laughs> I swear that's on Clary Oliver's Instagram. <laughs> is that where you've been getting your information from? It's deep research. I but, see. Uh, um, one thing I would say, what did you think about Nibbler's uh, running down the crock, clock, crock, clock approach? Oh, it is clever. I think so as well. I, mean, I don't know if you're giving him the credit. I honestly think that Jordan Lewis 
had the idea. Well, apparently Jordan Lewis did say on Air Force 360, he went up to the Nibbler and he was like, look, just kick it to me. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, yeah. clearly. You could, if you watch the Nibbler, he's like looking around and talking it to people. It was hysterical. The- it was... I have to say, I don't know what the Carlton defence was doing yeah. by not manning up Lewis because it was the most obvious kick to somebody else in the forward 50 I've ever seen. Right, right. But I mean, well played. It yeah, is, exactly. It is, it is crucial. Um, but honestly, I don't believe Neil Bullen should be the winner this week because he's, he, he's already won it before. I see. I think it's time. This is a very that's a very Rowan Bell mentality to how you want to yeah, distribute the award. Yeah, everyone gets a lick of the ice cream, yeah. and it has to go to Wagner. Wagner was great. Wagner was on the our scrap heap after last week, where he played one of the worst games for Melbourne Football Club I've seen in a while. Well, no, look at oh, he, he was, was coming back into against the Sydney. He wasn't great. Oh, please, you we were got, not sympathetic last no, week. No, I was less sympathetic to Mitch White. Okay, and yeah. he is actually. Yeah. He's out. But He's out. Wagner was excellent. Yeah, he was I great. Thought. He was really good. Kicked his first couple of goals. Kicked his first couple of goals. Good you on can him. just see the confidence. Yeah, out. it was great. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. And I have to say, good for the coaching uh, department to ignore Muppets like us and yes. just keep the faith in him. Give him an ex- Give him enough time to establish himself. That's I good. Agree with that. I think we should do that with some others. Like, like I, who, who do you want to give a chance to? Here we go, Kieran. Is it Pedro? No, no, Pedro's a gun. No, okay. it's, it's it's Dean Kent. Honestly, okay. Dean Kent wasn't good. He's mm. hasn't really been good at all this year. Mm. But this is his well, first game back in ages. Yeah. Just give him like three weeks or something. Give him a bit of time to establish himself. I think he's so much better than what he's showing us. I right agree, now. I agree with that. And I just feel like he's a bit low on confidence. Right. Um and I do so think the Wagner principle, just keep him in. Wagner principle. That's Wagner the official <laughs> principle. It's now called the Wagner principle. I love that. Um okay. So congratulations, Josh. This week needs another game which Looks difficult to win, but we'll start with the ins and outs. Okay, I have one question to ask you about this game, and this is an idea that was floated by one of our very loyal listeners. And I know you don't like what we name listeners, um, you, you know, when we name listeners because it suggests that we don't have many listeners, that we know everybody who's <laughs> listening to this podcast. But it is who was it? It was Lior. It's always uh, Lior. It's, yeah, it's our one listener, really, named Lior. And Lior suggested that we should tank this game. He suggested that we shouldn't actually play the like our full sort of you know right. our full list because because the reality we're is, is we're going to Darwin we're coming back we don't have that long a break from my understanding from my recollection actually and it's it's a brutal it's a brutal road trip so if Tyson and Watts aren't ready to come back in then just sort of say all right we're just going to look towards Port at the MCG the next week that's it's, his that's his logic it's an interesting theory and you know sorry what? so that's not tanking I should be clear but that's just sort of saying. You know, let's just give our... Yeah, we, we manage the players. Yeah, let's manage it. It's an interesting theory. My problem is this is the year where I wouldn't do it because I don't think any of the top teams are all that good. We beat Adelaide last time we played them. They've never played in Darwin. Um, who knows what they're going to turn up with? Yeah. We just have no idea. I mean, it is going to be hard for us to win. There's no question. Completely, completely. But we put someone to Sloan. We put, you know, Bernie on Sloan or Milkshakes on Sloan. We shut him down. Yeah. Then, I mean, obviously they've still got quite a few decent midfielders, but the That's midfield the edge isn't that strong, I really, agree. against Adelaide. And then it's just, t- just figuring out how to tame the forwards, really. Right. And figuring out what to do about Lever. I mean, I feel like we should almost, like, send a tag at a Lever, to be honest. Right, right, right. Like, in the yeah. sort of similar rant style. Yeah, that I mean, that actually, that actually, in fairness, that would probably be the Milkshakes role. Milkshakes on Lever? Well, I mean, or, or is, Pedersen. Pedersen. Oh, okay. Well, that's his role <laughs> as a defensive tall forward. Yeah. That's fine. He's safe again. Anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. And, and you'd, you'd assume Gorn would have a better game this week. I think he'll be fired up. After I think so by, as well. Killed by Cruiser. I don't know. I mean, I, I totally get the logic behind it. 
But this team seems to have found a way to win all these I games. Agree, like, I like agree. the West Coast game. And the morale is up. We could up. have almost tanked that, really. Clearly. Use math theory. It's not really tanking, but you know what I mean. Like the, but the morale is up, you know? Yeah. I feel like when morale is up, you don't want to sort of, you don't want to flirt with fire. Right. Yeah. You know? I mean, these, these kids have got confidence in themselves and they've got confidence in the fact that they can get over the line against some really, you know, some more experienced opposition. And so why not just ride it out? Yeah. Let, let's see what they can do. Yeah. Um, I think it's possible. But ins and outs. There's some talk that Tyson might be back. Right. Which would be useful. Um, Watts seems a little bit less likely. That's what they say, yeah. I thought Watts was meant to be a one-weeker. Yeah, I don't know. It just keeps extending. It's, I don't think the club... I mean, I, I don't know what's going on with that injury. Right, right, right. It just keeps... Right. It's, I feel like every week it's being extended a week. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. They're not taking any risks. So yeah. I'm okay with that. So, I mean, if Tyson comes in... Who goes out? I mean, who goes out? I mean, I just said I would like to keep Kent, even though based mm. on performance, you'd drop him. I mean, stretch is a bit of a hard one. Right. I, I mean, Because you could keep stretch on the same principle as keeping Kent, which is just give him a bit more time in the team. I think they'd be more likely to... I mean, I don't know who they would want to drop out of Kent and stretch. To me, I would rather keep Kent, assuming he plays a bit better, right. as, as a useful small forward... Tyson for stretch is kind of a little bit of a like-for-like. Like. I don't think that's a like-for-like here, and I think that's probably a bit of an overstatement. Like-for-like like in the sense that they're both playing a kind of a midfield role. Right. Um, Tyson's a little bit more inside than stretch, but they're not hugely different. But in terms of ball winning. I'm not saying, I'm not saying stretch is as good as Tyson. Yeah, I'm just saying in terms know. of their role in the team. I see. Right? Um, I'm just trying to be particular when you say like-for-like here. Like, I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't and think you want to make too many changes. Back? I mean, you're not going to drop Petto. It's just not going to happen, particularly with Gorn not playing all that well. It's just not going to happen. It could happen. I, I would be very sad if they... You would, Pettis. like, actually burn up your membership and send it to, you know... Pedersen has legitimately been one of the best players in the comp this season, according to the chic AFL player no, ratings. I see those ratings. <laughs> I see those ratings. Which I've stopped checking after last week's performance. I see. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I would actually be quite content if it's just Tyson for stretch. I think that's, that's fine. That's fine. Um, do we win this? You know, I don't think so. But to be fair, my pessimism has been ringing on this like podcast for the past like We've five weeks. We've been wrong weeks. probably for eight out of fifteen. Yeah, we weeks. have been. Yeah. I've just been so like sort of quizzical about this team. I just, I really think our injuries are at some point going to get the better of us. Mm. Yeah, and my worry is that Adelaide could just roll us completely because we haven't been rolled. I think we've been very courageous. I agree. I think if we're ever going to have a week where Adelaide gets on one of its flat track bully sprees and beats us by 70 be. points will be this week. Are they good away from home though? I mean, they're just a bit of an erratic team. I yeah, mean, they, they, they beat, are. I think they beat like the Gold Coast by like 100 points or something, didn't they? Yeah. Once they get on a roll, they can beat anyone by an enormous margin. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, we've done well against Adelaide's forward line before and I hope we can do that again, but no guarantees because they do have some stars up I there. I mean, Tex was looking amazing last week. Right. And so I'm not sure... It's not going to be Oscar McDonald on Tex, is it? No, it'll be Sam Frost on Tex. It'll be Frost on Tex, which yeah. will be okay. Which is okay. Uh, but, you know, Tex is a better player, and yeah. we have to recognise that. Yeah. Jenkins has been in some good form. Yeah, he has been. Um, Eddie, I think, you know, assuming Neville can get hold of him. But you, know, you just never know with Eddie. He might just have one of these freak games. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and then, then they've and just then the got all of their, like... But then they've just got all these other, like... Like, Charlie Cameron is just, you know... He yeah. can really light up a game, and... Like, even at say running halfbacks are amazing, so... And I think the problem for us is Adelaide is the number one contested ball team in the competition. Yeah. And playing Adelaide with that Viney and Jones... It's a bit depressing. And possibly Tyson, that's yeah. an enormous hole. Okay. So, there's no logical way we should win, but we've defied some logic this season. This team, so. I'm starting to believe. 
I'm starting to believe as well. It just seems like a reliable football team that you yeah. can actually go and watch and I kind know, of know what's going to happen. I know, it does, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, anyway, with that in mind, uh, thanks everyone for joining Deluded once again. Um, we'll be in your podcast feed a couple of days after every game. Uh, please keep emailing us with comments at deluded1964 at gmail.com. How many comments have we gotten recently? We've gotten plenty of comments, actually. Really? Yeah, How many? Yeah. We've had a big spike in, uh, in ratings. We're doing better than the SENs of the world. The numbers are flooding it. We're not doing better than SEN. We're doing better than SEN. Okay, fair enough. But five people listen to SEN mornings at the moment. But that one, one of those people is definitely you, Kieran. <laughs> That's true. Um, and you can tweet us at Deluded Podcast. Please keep the tweets coming as well. One day, Rowan Bell will respond to me. One day. How many tweets have you sent in? Well, I don't really know how Twitter works. I don't realize you could actually see the oh tweets. Oh my God, of course you <laughs> can see the tweets. What do you think happens? This is why you should manage the Twitter account rather than leaving me to do all the work. So he, you didn't realize that he can, when you like tag his name, you didn't realize that he can see the tweets. No, I didn't know that. But anyway, we can leave that for a separate discussion. That's uh, hysterical. Thanks all for joining Deluded, and we'll join you after next week's game. Go Dees. Go Dees.